Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from the Gospel reading, There came a man who was sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. And this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. This is our text. John was in a tough spot. There were some pretty important people standing in front of him, demanding to know why he was so popular, what he intended to do with that popularity, just who he claimed to be. And don't be fooled by the rather matter-of-fact way that this episode is presented in the scriptures, because John was really faced with a life or death decision. Wouldn't you like to know what went through his mind as he saw those men coming? Let's try to imagine for a bit, shall we? Here comes that delegation from Jerusalem. I've been waiting for them. This is my big chance. When they see these huge crowds, and if I'm careful about what I say and how I say it, they may just invite me into their group. This could be the start of something big for me. Is that what he thought? Nah, I doubt it. Maybe it was more along these lines. Just when things were going so well, all these people who are listening to me right now are really paying attention to what I'm preaching. I can't believe they keep coming out here to listen to what the Lord has to say through me. That's not why these guys are here, though. They're not interested in what I have to say. Well... They are, but only to check it out to see if what I say poses a threat to them. Maybe if I just tone it down a little bit until they leave. If I say the wrong thing, they could have me thrown in jail, or beaten, or even worse. Maybe that's what he thought. Maybe. But there's no indication of that in the Bible. But it's it's certainly possible, after all, John was human. But no matter what else went through his mind, I'm sure he must have thought it's something like the following. What do I have to be worried about? God is on my side. He sent me. He'll take care of me. I'll just tell them the truth. Which is what he does. He tells them the truth. When the priests and Levites arrive, they challenge John with this question. Who in the world do you think you are? Do his knees shake a little as he answers? Is he at all intimidated? That's probably what they were expecting. Probably what had happened before when they interrogated someone. Now whether or not there was any quaking in in John's knees or in his voice, we don't know. We do know what he said. I am not the Christ. Evidently, the real question had been, who in the world do you think you are, the Messiah or something? That's another word for Christ. When he was asked that question, 
John did not fail to confess. But instead, he said, I am not the Christ. He confessed. Not to a crime. Not to a sin. He confessed to his faith. That's what we want to talk about this morning. More than that, that's what we want to do every day. To confess without hesitation or compromise our faith in Christ. To help us with that, we're going to talk about three things that John did that we can also do to confess as he did. These are listed in your sermon outline on page two of the service folder. The first one there is to be honest. The second, to be humble. And the third, to be holy. We start by being honest, both about what we want and about who we are. What do you want most of all? Fame? Financial security? Physical safety? I wonder how Jesus' conversation with the Jewish leaders would have been different if those were the things that he wanted most. For instance, what might he have said if what he wanted was to be famous? Maybe he would have said, I'm the miracle baby. You've heard about me, haven't you? I'm the one born to parents who were really, really, really old. Or maybe, I'm the one everyone's been coming to see. Stick around and find out why. Or he could have had this attitude. I'm John the Baptist. That's spelled J-O-H-N. If what he wanted most was safety and security, he might have said, Well, you guys knew my dad. He was a priest himself. I'm the son of Zechariah. You don't have to worry about me. I come from good stock. But evidently, John wasn't concerned with fame or fortune or even his own safety. He wanted one thing, to point people to Jesus. Remember what we're told about him in our gospel reading? He came as a witness, to bear witness concerning the light. That's light with a capital L, meaning Jesus. And that desire is reflected in the way he answers the questions that are addressed to him. I'd like you to to notice something there. That each one of those questions that is designed to to get John to talk about himself fails. In fact, his answers get shorter each time. Watch how that happens. When they ask him, who are you? He says, I'm not the Christ. Pretty short answer, but see what happens next. Are you Elijah? I am not. Are you the prophet? Now he's down to one word. No. Only when he's allowed to talk about Jesus do his answers get longer. I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. I think John answers the question that way because he sees himself not so much as an individual but as a part of of something really big. He has been sent to prepare the way for the Messiah. John talks about who he is, 
by referring to his relationship with the Savior, apart from whom John is nothing. I like that kind of insightful and humble honesty. I wonder what would happen if we'd do the same thing. If we would define our lives the way John does his. If we would be totally honest about who we are and what we want. I don't know, is, is, is that even possible for us? I'm not so sure. But it might help if we, if we just start with this question, if each of us asks ourselves, what am I lying to myself about these days? See, we know what God wants for us, and so we tell ourselves that that's what we want also. But is it really? Now, that's the way it was for John. He knew who he was. His identity revolved completely around his relationship with God, and he knew what he wanted. He wanted to serve God in any way he could. The problem is none of that fits with what our culture and what our own nature keeps telling us over and over again. No, we're supposed to be our own man or woman. We're supposed to look out for ourselves and and trust in ourselves and, and live for ourselves. There aren't any classes in school about how to be a servant. Well, actually there are in our St. Lawrence school. But I'm talking about non-Christian schools. In fact, I'd like to see the look on a high school guidance counselor's face if if one of her students said that that he was interested in a college that that would help him to, to be the best servant possible. I'm guessing she'd try to steer him in a different direction. But that was exactly John's career path. He was schooled in the desert, apparently spending a great deal of time there, preparing for his servant role. And he was not in the least bit embarrassed that his life was so entwined with the will of God that he considered himself nothing apart from God. Because he knew that God had made him his son John wanted to make himself God's servant. And he humbly confessed that. Maybe we can, too. Maybe we can also follow his example in another way. To be holy like he was. Now, don't misunderstand that word. John was not perfect. He was every bit as much a sinner as you and I. But also like us, John was a forgiven sinner. And in that way, he was holy. Even as you and I are, because our sins have all been taken away. But I'd also like us to think about another way in which that word is used in the scriptures. Because oftentimes it means something more along the lines of separate or distinct, maybe different 
would be a good way to say it. Certainly is a good way to describe John the Baptist, isn't it? We're told about the kind of clothing he wore, made out of camel's hair, and that's not referring to one of those expensive sports coats that you can get in a men's shop. Or his diet of locusts and wild honey. Or how about his preaching style? Not one I'm sure I want to imitate, I'm pretty sure you don't want me to, because he had a habit of of calling his listeners snakes and other choice names. All of that added up to a lifestyle very different from most others who lived at that time. In that way, John also was holy, separate, distinct, living the way God wanted him to live, not the way other people lived. And don't you think that's why so many people were willing to listen to what he had to say? Well, you know where this is headed, don't you? We can be like John, not by wearing what he wore or or eating what he ate, but by adopting a lifestyle that conforms to God's will rather than the world's way. Would that be easy? No. Different? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. And that's the point I'm trying to get across to the last two blanks in your sermon outline when, where we say that, that we can't be perfect. But we can be different. The question is, do we want to be? Do we want to make that bold confession about the importance of Jesus? In our lives, because you know, when we do, we run the risk of other people thinking that we are, well, a little different. Do you want to make such a confession that Jesus is your Savior and your Lord? Well, we just did that, you know, not too long ago when we confessed our faith using words, the Apostles' Creed. But when we leave here, we're going to have many, many, many more opportunities to confess our faith in what might even be a more compelling way. Not just with our words, but also with our actions. Are you ready to confess? Me too. In fact, I can't wait to get started. So let's quit talking and get at it. Amen.